Hello and welcome to Life Beyond the Numbers, the podcast for people who are curious about how to have a more fulfilling work life. We live in a world largely driven by numbers, logic and reason. But how we feel at work and about our work impacts us, our organisations and society. There is a relationship between the numbers of our organisations and the life beyond the numbers. I'm Susan Michrielon, your host. I've lived and worked in many countries. I've met people who love what they do and people who don't. People who bring their full selves to work and people who won't. But one thing that I've learned that is common to us all is that we are all unique and have unique experiences. And it's helpful to know that there are others who think like we do, or have had struggles too, or have gone where we want to go, or can show us things we didn't know. So join me and my guests as we place a lens on the human side of work life by sharing insights, stories and strategies to inspire you to let your uniqueness shine. Hello and welcome to episode 141 of Life Beyond the Numbers. This episode is going out on Saturday, August 19th, 2023. Somebody said to me during the week, oh, August is nearly over and I could feel the panic (laughs) rising up inside. It is far from nearly over. There is still quite a bit of August left, thankfully. This week went well. I wrote a lot actually this week. Still not sure it's joined up or making sense or coming together like I hoped it would. But I am writing and I am getting clearer all the time. And I guess that's why you write. (laughs) That's why you put a draft together. And so... In that way, I'm headed in the right direction. And laughter became a focus this week. Towards the end of the week, it wasn't a laughing matter as such, but laughter came into focus. Laughter, joy, enjoyment, having fun playfulness and being able to write from a place of playfulness. And I thought today I would, well maybe I was going to talk about laughter and then I opted out (laughs) of talking about laughter because actually there was a fantastic episode I recorded I'm not really sure when, it's episode 109 called Collective Joy with the wonderful Pete Bearder. And if you haven't heard it, I recommend you have a listen to it. Episode 109, Collective Joy with Pete Bearder. And we talk a lot about laughter. So I've included a couple of excerpts from that in this episode. And also, I've got a speech about laughter that I did at Toastmasters. Now, I was going to put this one out next week, so I've brought it forward a week. I am a firm believer in laughter and having fun at work and 
taking things lightly, not in any way to undermine the seriousness of it, because things are hard and things are serious. But laughter is something that we can produce on command and it can alter the state that we are in. It has so many benefits and it's just so easy. And I wonder, I mean, I think we can laugh on our own and we can laugh at TV programs and things like that. But laughter in relation to another person is like magic. There is something wonderful about the sound of laughter, the infectiousness of laughter and just that releasing and relieving of tension. We relax when we laugh. And that enables us to look at life differently. So, like I said, there's some excerpts from episode 109, Collective Joy, and then the speech about laughter that I did at Toastmasters a couple of years ago was largely taken from a book called Laughology. And Laughology is written by Stephanie Davis. Laughology, Improve Your Life, The Science of Laughter. And it is such a fabulous book. It really is a fabulous book. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. And it has all sorts of suggestions in how to bring laughter into your life. And that is where I will leave it today. Until next time. Oh, and the thing I forgot to mention was when I recorded the story originally, I made some bleeps and blunders just right at the very end, the last sentence. And so I've cut it out of the recording, but I've left it underneath so you can hear me getting it wrong, laughing and starting again. It's all about laughter. Wherever you are, get out there and have some fun. Enjoy yourself. Laugh. Find some friends that make you, that make laughter with you. Not even make you laugh, but who can make laughter with you. And feel that natural boost. And just, yeah, go and have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Ciao. Oh, and the other thing I meant to mention was I've included a couple of laughter clips that I downloaded and they're freely available to use. Kind of cool, actually. I didn't know I could do that. So yeah, a couple of laughter clips that might help you get laughing too. Ciao. Logically, there are scientists who've gone into what's happening with your body and you are uh, creating a cascade of endorphins in your brain, which is causing you to be happier and more content. You're also shuddering your body into the parasympathetic rest and digest mode. Okay, so it's a tension release 
And it's also a shuddersome transmission of energy. And as energetic creatures who are riding and surfing this flow of tension and release, it's a fundamental and inescapable way that we rupture and regulate ourselves and thus maintain homeostasis and uh, optimal health. Thinking about authority again Mm. and actually the body there as a power house almost you know so a leader in an organization that hierarchy that you talked about and whether that's the church or in a company Mm -hmm. you're standing on a pedestal you've been put on a pedestal you're taller than everybody else the body becomes a barrier and a weapon almost in with the oral tradition because your words can frighten someone Mm, yeah and there's class and power and gender all these are encoded into the way that we use our body i mean there's been various studies into the correlation between gestures as we speak and one's class and some studies have concluded that if you're of a place of socioeconomic elevation you're less likely to be exuberant in your physical gestures. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> a little bit, you would lose gravitas, you would lose dignity, you've got more to lose by laughing. You don't see political leaders and prime ministers and presidents laughing. Why is that? It's interesting, isn't it? They're formally dressed, they're formally behaving. This is encoding itself into the very nervous system and the way it moves. So that exuberance can be seen as unpredictable and subversive. It's funny, isn't it? How our culture, I keep using that phrase, it's funny, but how our culture adapts to the norms that some people, their power, I guess, power really dictates how we're going to interact with one another. And yeah, if we don't see politicians laughing, well, they are a laughing stock, though, to be fair, at the moment in this country. We don't want to see them laughing either, though, Pete, do we? We want to see them being serious and taking things seriously. Maybe we do. I mean, maybe it's a functional. Maybe how long are they going to stay prime minister if they get up and start giggling <laughs> on the podium each time? Do you know what I mean? Maybe they don't want that. Maybe it's like, come on, dude, there's some serious things we need to sort out here. Like, I mean, that's okay. I wouldn't like to say that people should necessarily be laughing all the time more. And, and, and I think although laughter is a fundamental part of human health, or it, or it can be, people laugh for every type, type of reason. There's, people will laugh in occasions when they've just been told that a loved one has died they will laugh when they're being cruel or evil where they want to exclude people or there's pathological laughter that people do when they're mad so it's a shuddersome physical process that happens for lots and lots of different reasons it can be used to cultivate health and that's why things like laughter yoga exist and laughter doesn't have to be about humor as well actually the overwhelming majority of laughter has nothing to do with funny which is contrary to what you might expect because you would think that most laughter comes at the end of a joke but actually if you start to observe laughter behavior as it manifests most of it is a way to begin a conversation end a conversation when you're like at the where maybe where you get tea in a workplace and then you're going to get swept up in a conversation and you don't quite know how to leave you don't quite know how to leave and you're waiting for that moment when you can both laugh and then you there you go and then you both shudder 
and that energy is recognized and celebrated and dissipated and off you float, right? So these dissipative micro rituals are part of the everyday way that we regulate and rupture ourselves and our interactions. And when you really start to look at it, it is absolutely fascinating. We're laughing as a way of modifying a previous utterance to say that wasn't serious or, or to change the severity of what you were saying. So, for example, if I said, uh, that's a nice top, you know, I might laugh so that you knew that I, be, I wasn't being sarcastic, right? So it punctuates and it percolates and it carries along human intercourse. And because we are a rationalistic, analytical, literate society, we see the words and we see the objects and we see the propositional masculine elements of language, right? When actually the subconscious, intuitive, musical, contextual, social, holistic elements of language, such as laughter, isn't even considered part of language. However, it is the river on which language is carried, as you point out very well. Good meeting is a meeting where we're all laughing. Those dissipative rituals carrying along, making us all feel good in our belly. That's what makes you want to turn back up to another meeting with that person. That's what makes you want to work with people when you can laugh together. And that is the stuff that really matters and really gets remembered. drink coffee a couple of times a day. I like to put the milk in first, into the bottom of the mug, before pouring in the coffee. But one day when I was distracted making my coffee, I put the coffee into the cafetiere, added the milk and poured the water in on top. And as I poured the water, I realised what I was doing. Now, there are a few ways I could have reacted. I could have gotten annoyed with myself. I could have thrown it out and started it all over again. I could have laughed and moved on. And that is what I did. I didn't need to waste time getting annoyed. I didn't need to waste time or the coffee or the milk by throwing it out or the water. I just needed to laugh it off. Laughter truly is the best medicine. We are all born with the ability to laugh. It is one of our body's natural ways of releasing tension. It can change how we react and reframe our responses when appropriate, of course. Laughter is innate. We are all born with the ability to laugh. The world we live in is serious. As we grow into adulthood, 
we often lose our sense of fun and playfulness. Life is serious, of course, but it doesn't always have to be taken so seriously. And it's not to undermine it or make light of it. No, it's to see if we can have a more light-hearted approach and benefit from some of the many benefits to laughter, like building resilience, boosting our immune systems, massaging our internal organs and invigorating our insides, giving our belly muscles a workout. Humour is so important to me and I love to laugh. Humour is an emotion and its outward expression, laughter, is a universal currency. And in all seriousness, if I don't have some fun, humour and laughter throughout my day, the cracks begin to show. Luckily for me, and all of you, we can actively cultivate moments of laughter in our lives. And today I'm going to touch on three ways to infuse the benefits of laughter medicine into your life. The first one we've already touched on, laughing at yourself. It isn't always easy to laugh at yourself. And Perhaps I have a head start here because I grew up in a house where daily Garfield looked at us and told us that we must learn to laugh at ourselves. Garfield hung in our kitchen and may have contributed to instilling that sense of humour and fun in me. Perhaps he was even the inspiration for me pursuing a career in Accountancy? Laughing at yourself isn't always easy. It's often easier to get annoyed. And it actually takes practice to change that. You have to catch yourself in that moment where you added the milk too soon. Remember, there's no point in getting angry or crying over spilt milk. Laugh it off and get on with your day. Eventually, it can become a habit and you will do it automatically and bounce back quicker from minor setbacks. A second way is to keep a list of funny moments, things that make you laugh. And when you bring them to mind, you'll be right back in that moment, savouring it. I keep a list. And I can instantly bring stories to mind that shift my mood and my thinking. And that's another benefit of laughter. It can spark creativity, put you in a more problem-solving frame of mind and leave you feeling open-minded. One story I use is several years ago when I was in Niger with work, I went to a house party with a friend of mine, Catherine. And an American woman with the Peace Corps came over and introduced herself. Hi, 
I'm Jane, she said. And I replied, hi, I'm Susan. And as Catherine was about to introduce herself, she wiped her hands furiously because she'd been eating and as she did so, muttered under her breath, I've got greasy hands. And Jane immediately replies, Greasy hands? That's an unusual name. <laughs> In that moment, Catherine and I looked at one another, <laughs> stunned and silenced. And before we had regained our composure, Jane had wandered off. She probably thought we were strange, but we laughed about it. And for years after that, Catherine was saved in my phone contacts as greasy hands. Now, if you don't have a bunch of laughter moments, you can force some laughter. Turn that frown upside down and force a smile. And once smiling, maybe you can laugh. Force the laughter. The amazing thing about smiling and laughter is that it is infectious. Not like COVID, but in a healthy way. You'll thank yourself. Your body will. And others might too. Now failing that, try a super quick exercise. If you're driving, this one isn't for you. But if you've got a pen in front of you right now, take that pen and put it between your teeth. Now, pick something up and begin to read. <laughs> you just start to laugh because your brain thinks you want to laugh and it joins in. And if, sadly, neither of these two did the trick, go to YouTube and search for goats on trampolines. So learn to laugh at yourself. Keep a list of laughter moments and develop some tricks to fool your brain into laughter. I hope I've convinced you that laughter really is the best medicine and that you feel the benefit. I hope I've convinced you that laughter really is the best benefit. I hope I've convinced you that laughter really is the best benefit. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the paths we traversed on today's episode. If something rang through for you, be sure to let me know. Or maybe you can share this with someone in your life who would benefit from listening too. And if you enjoy helping others, I'd be so grateful if you would leave a review so that people who might also be curious about their own life beyond the numbers can discover this podcast too.